For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Duncan had it. They turned it over. Alley back to Kevin. Oh, baby! Hey everyone, quick disclaimer on this podcast. I was mid-recording when the Ryan Saunders firing happened. So look for that. I don't know exactly where it is, probably about 20 minutes into the episode. Um, don't skip through. There's some very good analysis to start out this podcast, but just know that that, that talk is in here. You get my immediate raw reaction, like literally found the tweet, talked about it, reaction. So go ahead, stick through the whole thing. It's in here, I promise. But anyways, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to the Wolf Among Wolves podcast. I am your host, Brendan Hedke. As always, you can find me on Twitter at B underscore Hedke NBA. You can find the show on Twitter at AWAW underscore podcast. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by the Wolf Among Wolves podcast network on awolfamongwolves.com. Today's episode's following a loss to the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden, 103-99. to But that final score does not even come close to telling the whole story of tonight's game. Uh, tonight's part, I just want to break down a couple things. I want to talk about the Timberwolves' ability to come back from really, really uh, bad performances to make it a game again, but also their inability to close out any close game, which, you know, has led to many more wins that probably didn't need to happen this season. Um, as standing, the Timberwolves are currently 7-24. and They're the worst team in the NBA. Um, and they're... They've been playing like it to close out games, and that's been the most unfortunate thing I think so far this season is just how bad they've looked in crunch time. Um, but let's let's just go back to this Timberwolves team to start the game. To start the game, they started out hot. I think they were eight and two was the lead they got it up to, um, and then the Knicks started coming back. You know, making it a game. Rubio started out pretty good. Town started out pretty good. And after a while, they just became really stagnant. And after scoring, I think, 11 points in the first three minutes of the game, 
they didn't they only scored seven more points for the final nine minutes of the first quarter and they ended up the first quarter down 30 to 18 and it just kind of looked like the makings of a blowout game from the start and the second quarter really didn't offer much hope either the Timberwolves went into halftime down by 11 points um they outscored New York 32 to 31 in the second quarter so at halftime the score was uh 50 to 61 but it felt like more than that the Timberwolves didn't play well defensively they weren't playing well offensively and honestly being down by only 11 points just felt like a win at halftime but you there wasn't much hope for the Timberwolves actually coming back and you know competing in this game though we have seen it a couple times we saw it in I believe the Dallas game and one of the OKC games maybe I don't remember the second one but for sure in that Dallas game they fought back um but at one point in the game during the third quarter when the Timberwolves were down by about 20 points I went into the Wolf Among Wolves group chat on Twitter and I said and I quote weird feeling the Wolves pull within like eight in the fourth and you know what it didn't take long before they were, you know, within eight. And they got it closer and closer. And eventually, the Timberwolves actually took the lead in this game. They took the lead in a game where they were down by... I don't know if it was more than 20, but it was 20 at one point. In the third quarter, they were down... Um, at one point, it was 78-60. to 60, And they just pretty much rolled over and died 85 to 65 is how bad it got 86 to 65 actually so they were down by 21 points and a three and a foul by Wancho Hernan excuse me an and one three from Wancho Hernan Gomez you know brought them within 16 to close out the third quarter Carl Anthony Towns unfortunately you know he got himself into foul trouble throughout the third quarter, and he actually ended up blowing up at the refs. I I didn't really see it. I don't know if he actually did blow up, but he obviously did enough to get a technical foul. He had four fouls um, early in the third quarter, and he had to sit out for the rest of that quarter, which was, you know, basically the entire thing, um, which is really unfortunate because they really could have used Carl Anthony Towns in that third quarter because they did get outscored 26-21. to 21. Um, so Towns taking himself out of the game early on just isn't a good thing. At 8.34 left in the third quarter, he picked up his fourth foul um, with an offensive charge. And then three seconds later, he uh, got a technical foul. So he um, got fourth, his fourth foul. You know, he had to get put on the bench because there's still almost half the game left to play. And you only get six fouls in the NBA. So Towns pretty much had one foul left to give. So Ryan Saunders had no choice but to put him on the bench for the remainder of the third quarter. So when the fourth quarter came around, Carl Anthony Towns went out and started the fourth quarter, and he actually ended up playing the entire thing. Now, what was most impressive about Carl Anthony Towns' play in the fourth quarter was not that he played all 12 minutes, um, which looked really good. He didn't look too winded. He he actually looked really impressive. Um, physically in that game, which is really important because, you know, he has looked out of shape at times since coming back from COVID, which is to be expected. Um, He said that he had a bad run with COVID and, you know, he's one of the higher risk cases of players in the league. Um, So I wasn't too concerned about it. I knew he'd finally get back into shape, but it looked like he was fully there uh, to close out that game, which I thought was really important because he, the Timberwolves needed him and apparently they needed a little bit more of him to win this game but 
the end of the day, they did not um, get it done. But let's just run through the, the quarter. The Timberwolves were down 87-71 to 71 to start the fourth quarter. Uh, they ran out a lineup that had Carl Anthony Towns in it. I think also Malik Beasley was out there. Jordan McLaughlin was out there. Um, Jake Lehman. And then the fifth player on the floor for the Timberwolves was Jaden or Juancho Hernan Gomez. But then Jaden McDaniels came in a few minutes into it and closed out the rest of the game. Um, and Carl Anthony Towns just played really, really good on both ends of the floor in that fourth quarter. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me. NBA.com wasn't up to date yet, which kind of sucks, but I think he had 10 rebounds in that fourth quarter. If not, it was pretty dang close to that. He ended up the game tonight with, I think, 27 points, 15 rebounds, and 4 assists, which is a really good stat line for Carl Anthony Towns, considering that he only played a total of 31 minutes due to foul trouble. He was also 9 for 18 from the floor, 3 for 7 from 3, 6 for 6 from the free throw line. Um, He had 3 turnovers, but he also had 3 blocks and 1 steal. And he was a plus 1 in the night, so he was really effective, especially in that 4th quarter. Um, But he had a pretty solid game all around. He had some defensive lapses in the first half. In that 4th quarter, he looked stellar on both sides of the ball, which was just a super encouraging thing for him because... You know, with how the game started, we really needed Carl Anthony Towns to kind of turn it around, and that's what he was able to do there in the in the fourth quarter. So we, I can't say anything bad about Carl Anthony Towns to close out this game, and I think it's important to see that down the stretch, the Timberwolves ran their offense through Carl Anthony Towns, and it is what got them back in the game early in the in the quarter. Cat got an and one layup. Later on, he got another bucket. Then he made a three. Then Beasley got a three. And then Edwards got a three. And then Cat pulled down just a ton of defensive rebounds. And then he made another three to get the Wolves from 88 to 93 up to 91 to 93. Brought them within two. Just really impressive stuff. And then with about four minutes left in the fourth quarter, he had a play where he kind of drove, stopped, looked to Beasley, and then dumped an over-the-head pass to Jaden McDaniels, who got like a reverse layup to go in and was fouled, and he ended up making the free throw that put the Wolves down by one with just four minutes left in the game. After trailing by 22 points, the Tim- or 21 points, the Timberwolves were back in it. And then a couple possessions, or a few possessions later after a minute, just over a minute of no scoring from either team, Cat pulls down a defensive rebound, goes down the floor, and immediately gets a bucket to put the Wolves up 96-95. to So first lead the Wolves have had since the first quarter. Um, and the, the comeback was just super impressive. And then there was about another 45 seconds to a minute of no scoring before R.J. Barrett made a layup. Then Cat goes down, um, draws a foul on Nerlens Noel, who fouls out. A minute 44 left in the game. Cat goes on to make both free throws, put the Timberwolves back up by one. Then there was um, Derek Rose missed a float a floater down um, on the other end. Carl Anthony Towns got the defensive rebound. Timberwolves run a pretty good set, find a pretty open Jaden McDaniels in the corner, who goes on to miss the three. Then on the next defensive possession, R.J. Barrett um, drives a lane and tries to hit like a kind of a floater shot, and Carl Anthony Towns blocks it, and the Timberwolves 
Go back down. Malik Beasley grabs a ball. Rubio misses um, a nine-foot shot. I think it was like a running sidestep type of shot, which is just what you don't need right there. Uh, Randall goes down, gets the board, goes down the floor. Carl Anthony Towns fouls him, fouls him picks up his fifth foul. Uh, Randall makes both free throws, puts the Knicks back up 99-98. to uh, Timberwolves take a, fi- a timeout. Uh, Alec Burks entered the game for Derrick Rose, which kind of makes sense, I guess, for for some defense. But either way, Carl Anthony Towns has a post up against um, against Taj Gibson. Nice little turnaround shot uh, with about 23 seconds left, and he missed it. And that was kind of the disappointing part of it because Cat had everything had been going pretty well for Carl Anthony Towns there down the stretch. And now suddenly um, things aren't going as well because he misses that shot. But you can't hardly put it on Cat. Cat had been stellar down the line, so I don't know what else we really could have asked from him at that point in time. Um, But it is what it is. He missed the shot, and then Alec Burks gets the rebound. Rubio fouls him. He makes both free throws. Uh, They go up by three. And then uh, Anthony Edwards comes into the game, back for Nas Reed. Alec Burks ends up fouling Ricky Rubio on a drive, which I wasn't too concerned about that drive because uh, Rubio drew the foul. He got a decent shot up. He didn't make it. An and one there would have been huge. But Rubio goes on to make free throw number one, but then misses the second free throw. Wolves are still down by two, have to foul. Um, Jada McDaniels fouls Alec Burks, who makes both free throws. They're up by four. Um, Wolves go down, can't find a good shot. It is what it is. They end up losing the game by four. Uh, so sorry to run back through that whole thing, but I just had to rewrap my mind around that Timberwolves loss. There wasn't a ton of egregious errors. The Rubio shot sucked. That was a bad shot to take. Um, but we didn't see any four shots from Malik Beasley, which we'll touch on Beasley a little bit later, but we didn't see anything forced from him. Um, I think the Timberwolves found good shots with a wide-open corner three for... I shouldn't say wide-open. A pretty open corner three there for Jaden McDaniels. Uh, Rubio drove and drew that foul. If he would have made the the second free throw, maybe things would have been a different story. Um, but unfortunately, they are not. And here we sit at 7-24. and 24. But at the end of the day, the Timberwolves have some fight in them that we haven't seen. You know, we didn't see in the first half of the season. All of a sudden, we've seen it in some games lately, but it just... It just hasn't been enough. And when is it going to be enough is the question. Because the Timberwolves are getting closer and closer and closer. But they just can't pull them out. And that's on the coaches. That's on execution down the stretch. Tonight's game, I don't blame Ryan Saunders too much. I think Ricky Rubio was having a good game of his own. So was Jordan McLaughlin. Rubio's defense, I thought, was pretty good. I totally get Saunders' move for putting... Rubio in there. He's fresh to close the game. He had been shooting the ball well. Rubio ended the game. I think he ended with 18 points. He was 7 for 12 shooting, 3 for 5 from from 3. He had 6 assists. You know, he only had one turnover. So I don't think it's an egregious mistake to play Rubio over McLaughlin. Sure, maybe McLaughlin was the answer there. I don't know. Who knows for sure. McLaughlin was having a fine game of zone. 8 points. 3 for 9 shooting, 2 for 3 from 3. He had 4 rebounds and 6 assists and 1 turnover of his own. So I don't think that's an egregious mistake, though I I get it because we've seen the Rubio over McLaughlin multiple times over a bunch of these bad losses where it seemed like Rubio has really been a negative out there. 
So I thought tonight maybe would have been a good chance to kind of see Jordan McLaughlin close out this game and see if he had what it takes. But I get the move for for playing Rubio and Saunders just kind of rules out the other games, which is totally understandable. In my opinion, you guys might feel differently, but in my opinion, I'm not against that move. I think he made the right move sitting Jared Vanderbilt in the second half. Um, we saw him try and get creative there in the third quarter, going with Juancho Hernan Gomez, um, going with uh, Jake Lehman, finding some minutes, just trying to see if there was anything there. Juancho did his part. You know, he ended up shooting two for three from three, and he got fouled on one of them. He was a plus five in his 11 minutes. He had seven points. Uh, not, I wasn't a performance where, like, dang, Juancho needs to be back in the rotation. It wasn't anything like that. But it, he did what he needed to do, and he helped out this team. Um, try and get a win. Obviously, they didn't get the win, but wasn't too bad. Lehman was also a plus five in his seven minutes. He didn't have a he didn't get a bucket, but he did have a rebound and an assist. He had two turnovers, but the team was playing well when he was on the floor, so he can't be too mad about that. Okogi also only played eight total minutes. He was a plus one in his eight minutes, um, but he didn't do anything spectacular either. He battled hard for some rebounds that he couldn't quite haul in, um, but. Yeah, Saunders, I don't think he made... The only thing that's close to a mistake, I think, is probably the the Rubio for McLaughlin thing. But even that, I don't think that was like an egregious mistake at all. I understand the move there. Um, but yeah, so he... Obviously, Saunders has an ability to light a fire under a Timberwolves team when they're down by a lot. But how does he do it before... The question is, how does that happen before they get down by a lot? Because we haven't seen blowouts lately. Blowouts have not been a thing. The Timberwolves' last 11 losses have been by 7 points or less, by an average of 4.8 points per game. That's what they've lost by over their last 11 losses. All of their games are coming close, and they're always going to give you a close game lately. Which, you know, to like their credit, you know, one thing the Timberwolves fans have been asking for is they've wanted to see competitive basketball. When losing isn't the biggest deal. You know, that's kind of been everybody's, you know, mantra, at least a lot of people's mantra this season. is like, we're okay with some losses. We just don't want these blowouts to happen. We want to be competitive. So if you just look at the final scores, you're like, yeah, Wolves have been competitive lately. But they haven't been competitive for full games. They can't put it together. It's either three games of getting blown out and then a fourth quarter comeback that gives you some hope and then eventually losing, or it's three quarters of really good basketball followed up by a fourth quarter of just terrible execution. When did Timberwolves fans get all four quarters of really good basketball? When is that coming? Because it hasn't come yet. Even in some of the losses, there's been stretches where it's just, or in some of the wins, excuse me, there's been stretches where it's just been really bad. Uh, Tonight wasn't one of those games. Tonight was overall pretty dang good, Uh, or pretty dang bad, and then just a little bit of good. Um, we haven't seen a full four quarters of good basketball. What I thought was good was the Timberwolves' defense wasn't great in the in the first half. They gave up 61 points, and it felt like more. But in the second half, they gave up 42 points, only 16 points in the fourth quarter. So the Timberwolves' defense has really been kind of you know showing up as of late, which is something that obviously has needed to happen for a long time here. They just haven't been a good defense over, like, my entire lifetime. Like, they just haven't been a good defensive team for as long as I can remember, which is just, like, 
you know, not something I'm happy to say. Like, I, I want to be able to rely on a defense. And it seems like the Timberwolves are starting to get there. They are definitely starting to get there. But the problem is, it's it hasn't been fully consistent. But Carl Anthony Towns has played, what, now seven games since coming back from COVID? And in those past seven games, I got to I gotta figure it out here. Um, they've been pretty solid defensively. I'm going to try and pull up the numbers here. I should have had them pulled up before this. Um, so they don't have the latest numbers in here yet. So the tonight's game, which was a pretty solid defensive effort, is not in here. So remember that. So we're going to go the, the last six games that Cats played in, not counting the Knicks game. The Timberwolves are in the league currently the 18th best defense, according to NBA.com's um, defensive rating, 113. 18th. That's pretty solid, um, considering that they've gone up against the likes of the Hornets, who are a solid team, the Clippers, who are a good team, the Raptors twice, the Lakers, the Pacers. Um, so those are the six games. Their defensive rating is 18th in the league. Problem is, their offensive rating is, what, 24th in the league, 108.3. The Timberwolves' offense should be really good with Carl Anthony Towns. I understand D'Angelo Russell's not in. But their offense should be much better than 108.3 offensive rating. They should be up with like the Hornets of the world at 113. Or maybe even higher than that. Like they're legitimately one of the they should be one of the better offenses in the league, considering the talent in Beasley and and Kat and then Edwards. They sh- and Nas Reed off the bench. They should be better than they've been. But unfortunately, they're not better. Uh, another thing I want to talk about with their losses is, we I kind of touched on this earlier. I forgot to mention this. They've been losing by less lately. You know, they, no blowouts. So the last blowout, the last loss by more than 10 points came on January 29th, um, which was a 24-point loss to the Philadelphia 76ers. Since then, the most they've lost by is eight, and that was against, I believe, the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers last Tuesday. So... Really, just like, they've been playing better. It's just, they got to put it together in better stretches. Um, but I just wanted to talk about that because, you know, I am happy that they're not getting blown out at, you know, like, the end of games, whatever. But the problem is, this is my biggest problem with all of this. The Timberwolves have, like, 11 games where they either blew a lead late or or couldn't close a game where they possibly could have. 11 losses. If they won, which is very unrealistic, but if they won all of all 11 of those games, they would be 16 and 15. They would be over 500. Even if they won half of those, say they won 5 of those, they would currently be 12 and 19. 12 and 19 sounds a heck of a lot better than 7 and 24, right? That's kind of where I'm at. Like, you pull out half of those games, and you are not the laughing stock of the league. You are not the laughing stock of the league if you pull out just half of those games. Then you're like, you're still like probably the 13th seed in the West. But you're only like two games out of the 10th seed. The problem is the Timberwolves haven't pulled out any of those games. They've pulled out very few close games this season. I mean, they've pulled out very few games in general this season. Um, but just a few of those games, and you're right in the thick of things. 
But unfortunately, they haven't been able to get like any of those games. Um, the Orlando game, you pull that one out. You pull out tonight's game. You pull out the Raptors game from from Friday night. And all of a sudden, you're 10-21. and 21. Then you pull out a couple more of the close games, like even the, the Grizzlies game that went to overtime. You pull out that one. There's just a lot of games that the Timberwolves... Oh my God, Ryan Saunders just got fired. Ryan Saunders just got fired during the middle of my... No way. Ryan Saunders just got fired in the middle of this podcast. Wow. Rose just tweeted it. John Krasinski just tweeted it. Ryan Saunders is gone. We'll see who they promote to interim coach. I'm guessing it's going to be David Vanderpool. Ryan Saunders is no longer the coach in Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm not entirely sure I feel about that. I'm hoping that it's something Carl Anthony Towns is okay with. It says that the Timberwolves uh, won't immediately name an interim coach tonight, but it'll probably be coming before, it has to come before their game on Tuesday. So Ryan Saunders is no longer the coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wow. Wow, you are getting my immediate reactions about this. A lot of you are probably rejoicing. And I'm okay with the move as long as it doesn't make Carl Anthony Towns mad. But wow, I did not expect that until the end of the season. Okay. Alright, so let me just... I'm just going to try and finish what I was talking about. Carl Anthony Towns postgame tonight made it clear that he wants to stay with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Shout out to Dane Moore for tweeting out this quote so I can read it back to you guys. Quote, If you want to build a legacy, we got to win. I want to build a legacy, my legacy here. I want to win with the Wolves, and I'm going to do everything I possibly can to step by step, brick by brick, build something. Those are the exact words of Carl Anthony Towns. Cat wants to be here. He's showing no indication that he wants to be traded. The Timberwolves just fired Ryan Saunders, which to me signals that they are not tanking this season. They want to win this season, and they're sick of the losing. So now it's going to be up to David Vanterpool, who I'm assuming will be the interim head coach. Maybe not. Maybe it's Pablo Prigioni. Maybe it's Gates. Maybe it's someone else. But we're going to see if those people, those that whoever that coach is, can get the Timberwolves to execute down the stretch and win some basketball games. Ryan Saunders is no longer the coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's a shocker. That is a huge shocker. Wow. I I can't wrap my head around it. I wonder, I'm not going to speculate, but you have to wonder if Carl Anthony Towns okayed this. You have to wonder if Carl Anthony Towns okayed this move. You have to wonder if Glenn Taylor okayed this move. Isn't it funny... This is kind of ironic. Tom Thibodeau was coaching the New York Knicks tonight. Tom Thibodeau was fired by the Minnesota Timberwolves after a win, a really good win, against the Los Angeles Lakers about three years ago. Ryan Saunders was just fired after he got beat by the man that he replaced. That's a lot of irony that comes full circle there. Wow. The Timberwolves... No longer coached by Ryan Saunders. You know what? For the Timberwolves will probably benefit from this. I think uh, Ryan Saunders did have his problems. I'm not. I 
I probably will be the one to shit on Ryan Saunders the least out of most people that cover the Timberwolves or, you know, blog about the Timberwolves or are a fan of the Timberwolves. I gave him the most leeway just because, you know, I think he had been dealt a really, really bad deck. But at the end of the day, you like these win, these losses are inexcusable where you have a chance to win and you lose all of them. And that's what gets you fired in the NBA. But less than 20 minutes, as Dane Moore said, less than 20 minutes after Cat talked about building his legacy in Minnesota, Ryan Saunders gets fired. Does that have anything to do with it? Does Cat, did Cat want this move to happen? We don't know. And we'll probably never know. But the move happened. Tuesday night, there will be a new man in charge. It's probably going to be David Vanterpool, if I had to guess. I don't know that for certain. You, you might, We might know by the time you listen to this pod. Who knows? But Ryan Saunders got fired by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Don't expect the defense to change. Probably don't even expect the offense to change that much right away. But when... Who, I'm guessing it's going to be Pablo Prigioni running more offense. Vanterpool running more defense. Whoever's interim coach, it is what it is. But those two are going to have even more say in this team. Unless somehow an outside person comes in. Does that happen? Is that even possible? I, I don't know. Um, weird. So weird. Um, I don't know what else to say. I wanted to talk about Anthony Edwards. He's been having a rough time lately. He shot the ball well from three. He was three for six, but he was 0 for five from the field otherwise. Um, and I wanted to talk about Jalen Noel, who just hasn't looked too impressive lately. But I don't really want to touch on that. I do want to talk about one more thing now that just popped into my mind since this firing just happened. Ryan Saunders and Carl Anthony Towns were pretty close, and and Katz always went to bat for for Saunders. Um, And I think we have to give Saunders some credit for the development of Carl Anthony Towns' defensive play this season. He's looked a lot more bad, and that's not... That's not all on Ryan. That's on Cat. That's also in thanks to David Vanterpool. But it's also got to be thanks to Ryan Saunders. I just want to give him some credit for that. Um, everybody's probably rejoicing right now. I want to I want to put this out there right now. Ryan Saunders is a really great guy by all accounts, by everything I've ever heard about him. Um, he just seems like a genuine human being. And while you all may be rejoicing in his in his losing of his job remember this was his job and his livelihood sure he's probably made enough money to be okay but he's still a human he just lost his job he has a family he has a wife he has a son you know it's okay to be happy that the Timberwolves get a new coach but we can't we can't forget the humanity in this that that Ryan Saunders is a human being Ryan Saunders has a family and you know, I wish Ryan Saunders all the best. That's that's pretty much all I can say. Um, I'm sure he'll land an assistant gig somewhere. He's going to do well wherever he goes. Um, and he'll probably get a head coaching job somewhere down the line again. Uh, so I wish him all the best. It'll be interesting to cover this team. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens down the line. But Ryan Saunders is nowhere. There's no longer the... Uh, no longer the head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, Chris Finch is the new head coach. Dane Moore called then. I've talked about that too. Chris Finch, Toronto Raptors assistant head coach, 
is the new head coach of the Timberwolves. I love that hire. Chris Finch, we'll see what you can do. I don't have much. I got to break that down a little bit more. Um, I don't know the information on that one right now, but Shams Jaranya just uh, tweeted that out. This had to have been in the works before tonight's game. Unless it was a phone call after. Ryan, you're gone. Chris, you coming. Let's go. Um, Season restarts tonight. Season restarts tonight. Ryan Saunders is out. Chris Finch is in. Minnesota Timberwolves are the worst team in the league. And we'll be back at it Tuesday. The Timberwolves got the Bucks, who are on a five. They've lost five of the last six. Can the Wolves make that six of seven? I don't know. We will find out. But anyways, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'll probably have a podcast later on this week with Kyle Tyge doing a redraft of the Minnesota Timberwolves season. Um, but yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's been Brendan. I don't got, I don't got much else to say, but I'm excited for a new chapter. But again, remember Ryan Saunders. Um, he's a human. So thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it. Like, rate, whatever with this pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you in the next one. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.